Hello, I'm Dom Hennequin, and welcome to Cinema Crowd. Well, it's January. The Golden Globes have come and gone, and the Oscar nominations are soon to be released. The Globes' reputation as an Academy Awards predictor is spotty at best. And at last week's ceremony, many films and performances seemed to be nominated and indeed awarded in the wrong categories. So, as usual, it falls to the cinema crowd to predict the future all by ourselves. This week, we focus on Best Picture, Director, Actor and Actress Leading and Supporting, as well as a sprinkle of other category mentions, and try and predict who will be nominated, and indeed who will win, at this year's Oscars. Joining me now are the cinema crowd. It's Chris Weinberg. Hey, Dom. Jemima Bucknell. Hello. Matthew Cox. Great to be back, Dom. Welcome back to 2019. <laughs> Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Happy everyone. Happy New Year. Um, what a year it's been so far, though, huh? I mean, the Golden Globes happening over the weekend. Um, huh. Lots of surprises. Lots of surprises and lots of, like, films in very stupid categories, I thought. <laughs> True. Um, what did we think, uh, just at a very broad level, of some of the takeaways of the Golden Globes? That the Globes are irrelevant, I guess, is that same thing. Or that money is important, I guess. They're my two takeaways most years. But, I mean, it's the Hollywood forum press. It's, like, generally referred to by the Americans as a bunch of, like, weird, eccentric European journalists. <laughs> or we just call them European journalists. Yeah. Um, voting on the films. So there was a lot of, like, weird, you know films that won awards in stupid sections like the Mm. most notable being like bohemian rhapsody being in the drama category and winning Mm. and like a star is born being in the drama category when it's It's like they're both musicals what are they like Like, why have a comedy slash musical mm. it it doesn't even make sense a lot of musicals this year or a lot of music based films therefore they can um, all share the categories although i'd argue that through doing this, there's absolutely tremendously controversial decisions on behalf of the Golden Globe Awards. They've got more media and like share of voice coverage mm. than they would have got in mm. as many years just by making yeah, these controversial they decisions. Do. They, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's either it's either about the films that win in this case, you know, or being in the or wrong a controversial category, host. or a controversial host. Yeah, whether it's Ricky Gervais yeah. or Tina Fey. And I mean, the Oscars mm. this year, Dom, are going to be hostless. Yeah, which is the whole thing. I mean. What? Like yeah, actually. yeah, because they had Kevin Hart as their chosen host. Yes. Um, and then, you know, as happens these days, they went back into his Twitter account. And oh, found, and they found yeah. some skeletons multiple, in the closet. <laughs> multiple racial, uh, not racial. But um, the option is no homophobic one. Homophobic yeah. tweets. And they're bad. Like, <laughs> I've read those. So I'm like, mm. dude. Didn't Ellen what? DeGeneres, like, step in and be like, I think this man deserves a second chance. Yeah, she yeah. had him on, his, on yeah. her show. Oh, there you go. And he, like, didn't apologize. He was no. like, look, I didn't. But again, didn't. like, uh. why would you want to host the Oscars? It's all the Globes, really. Like, oh, it is yeah. the toughest room, you know. Ever. Mm. So does this mean we'll get very Billy Crystal out of like the cryogenic freezer? To- <sighs> no, let's not do that <laughs> again. They did that a few years ago when some host got can- when Eddie Murphy or someone got yes. canned as well, didn't they? Yeah. Anyway, uh, maybe Alec Baldwin. That's kind of where. Oh, I he's would. like a step away from being me too. I really don't want him to. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want him to. But everyone in my house, we all love Thirty Rock. We love, you know, I love Alec Baldwin. I love his podcast and everything. But I'm just like one wrong move. You're just the type. <laughs> you're just the type that some story could come out and could too male, out. too white, <laughs> too um, straight. Back to the Golden Globes, Don. I was thinking about trying to work out why Bohemian Rhapsody did well. Mm. And I'm thinking about the people I know who love it. Mm-hmm. And 
plenty of people that that I work with who are sort of they grew up in the eighties when Queen was so popular. They absolutely love the film, even though the flaws with the film are so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of people, I think maybe there's there's a generational element to it that if you were growing up during the era of Queen, that just the sheer nostalgia of the film meant that you loved it but because it was so entertaining, irrespective of like they don't they can't um, think in the, the separate lanes in terms of enjoying the film as opposed to thinking whether it's a good film. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a difference mm. between how to analyze a film that people quite get get quite upset with me mm. about quite often, which is that I analyze a film generally like I analyze most Oscar season films, which is as a film, like as a film and in the scope of film, how does this contribute and does it stack up against some of the best films, right? Mm. Um, enjoying a film is another category, you know, like it's another checkbox mm. for me. Yeah. That's a different question to mm. ask. And whether a film performs well or not, that's yeah. another, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, like we can probably get into the nominations now, but like Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm not surprised that like a lot of people who love Queen had a great time in the yep. film. It's for them. Mm. Like it yeah. is entirely for them. Is it a critical darling? Did it do anything to great break ground in the biopic genre of film? Absolutely not. No, no. it made a lot of money actually. That's mm. where it broke the ground. Yeah. And it'll cost a billion dollars probably in the next couple of months is my guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into... So that um, as a biopic film is absolutely ridiculous. When it treats the main subject like, quite poorly. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Mm. My God. Is, is there ever been a more? I hate Brian That's May it. so much. Like, mm. I just want him to die. Like, I couldn't believe... I'm just like, you That's awful it. man. That's it, though, Dom. The, that final scene, irrespective of how you feel about the rest of the film, that final scene is just so thrilling, irrespective of what you've thought about the film up until that point. And that's the one time where it's just like a pure recreation of what actually happened. I have a feeling we'll be touching on this again very shortly. Let's get into um, some of the predictions for best picture at the Oscars. So Oscars voting. What's interesting about the Globes is that as ridiculous as they are, Oscar voting started the day after the Globes (laughs) this year. And so there are a lot of fortunes that may have been impacted by who won at the Globes, who got to make a speech at the Globes, who made an impression at the Globes, and that could very much determine whether they get, you know, whether they're in the minds mm. of Oscar And whether there was a voters. backlash mm. Mm. Yeah, to, exactly. the, to a, a certain film. Yeah, yeah, for, good or, for better mm. or worse. Yeah, you can, you can fuck it up at the Globes, but mm. you can also really put yourself out there um, in contention for the Oscar at the Globes. So let's start with Best Picture. Now, we're reading off a Variety's list today. Um, they're kind of predicting that Black Klansman will make the cut for Best Picture, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. I think straight off the bat, I don't think Vice should be nominated for Best Picture. And I don't think that Bohemian Rhapsody, like, certainly should not be nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Um, But McKay's films, Big Short, etc., they have been contenders. So it makes sense that he's up there again. And when it's a film taking on a a subject like Dick Cheney. (laughs) Yeah. In the Hollywood context, it's going to do and quite well. And there aren't any other political films, are there? No, no. No. Other than, yeah, you know, the favourite is more about, you know, being cynical about royals and the monarchy. Palace intrigue. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Vice and Bohemian Rhapsody, in very different ways, I think were just representative of the struggle of 
how to innovate in a genre like the biopic. Mm. Um, Vice was all over the place. I feel like it tried to use so many tactics and devices that it used in the editing of The Big Short mm. um, that worked really well because Miss- it was all centred around the financial crisis, which we all kind of were there for and experienced and, you know, it would have touched a lot of people and it made sense. Um, and it, although it had like a big ensemble of, you know, uh, uh, of different characters, you kind of got by the end how they all weaved into the same kind of story. Vice was like trying to use the same tactics, but trying to tell the story of this man's like 40 year long career, a man who doesn't have a big personality. And also most people like I would suspect don't even probably know who Dick Cheney is like people in this country. Certainly like they probably heard the name, but as far as like things that happened in his life. Yeah, it just seemed, seemed insignificant. It felt like a, a bit of a bogeyman kind of story, which I guess it's kind of meant to be. But, like, being, like, he impacted this and that and this and that and this. Oh, a 9-11 and this and that. Like, it was, it was way too much. And that film was way too long. Well, see, arguably, a, uh, a counter-argument to that, Dom, would be that if the film was a little bit longer, it could actually take the time to properly flesh out some of those stories because they were so jammed together. Like, there are so many moments in that film where um, something is said or there's a conversation between two people. And for people in the US who might know their political history, know that there's more to that plot line. Mm. And then the film never revisits it. And so there's that feeling Mm -hmm. of of dissatisfaction sort of going, oh, that's a really interesting thing that happened in Dick Cheney's career. And we've seen a 30-second snippet about it that's not then revisited like when his chief of staff conveniently leaks that a journalist they don't like his wife's a cia agent yeah like and that's not revisited then for the rest of the film yeah it needs to be a netflix series Mm. i think Mm. like a long 10 episode a season multiple seasons going like like the crown but (laughs) the dick um What did you think of Jemima? And what did you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is awful. But I mean, I wasn't... I mean, I I I knew that a long time ago because I remember Ehrlich's tweet saying something about comparing it to Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. And I was like... (laughs) And and I haven't seen that, but then that reference continued on Twitter for a while. And I was like, okay, so this film is ridiculous. And I mean, it really is. Like, I mean, it's so insensitive. It's just... Um, I don't know. I, 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 I was so disgusted by it. There's just this whole thing. Like all he does is like sit around thinking about how he has no friends and is sad. And I'm just like, what? how is this? <laughs> My favorite moment of the film was when him and the band are having a bit of a squabble or whatever, or two of them are. And then he just walks out, walks into a room with a piano, and starts playing Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> yeah. fully formed. Yeah. Mm. I was like. Yep. That's how music's written. Also, that um, the scene when they're at the party and they're like, geez, Freddie, sometimes you can be a real asshole. And it's like, oh, he's literally done nothing right God. now. He didn't do that anything. That was like, yeah, this plot point is happening. Have we earned it? Absolutely it, not. No. But it's happening because we need, we need the band to break up. I think like, you can draw a lot of the problems with the film back to the writing. Like, there's a lot about the writing. And, and arguably the writing's quite deceptive at points. Like, the final aspect of the film in the lead-up to their Live Aid performance, they raise the, they artificially raise the stakes for it because the implication is that he's just been diagnosed with AIDS, he's going to die any minute, and he needs to declare his love for this guy. 
and reconcile with his father. And conveniently, all of this happens on the morning of the Live Aid concert. Yeah. yeah. Like he gets his diagnosis a week before. He reconciles with his father who's had the disagreement about his trajectory in life. Apparently. Like, yeah. It's like five sentences that they might speak, that mm. family. And you're like, do I care what yeah. his family wow, Sounds like a great not. movie, Chris. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like if you watch the film without knowing Freddie Mercury's life, you'd get the impression that he died within weeks of the Live Aid performance. And he actually lived for like eight years or so and like was still performing with the band up until a a few months or a year or so before he died. It's the dilemma of the the biopic. Um, But it gives, as we said, like gives Queen fans everything that they want. The Easter egg that I loved in it though, which was a pleasant surprise, was Mike Myers casting. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Because I was like, uh, yeah. As the record studio guy. Yeah, the record guy. Because I'm like, I'm sorry, but Wayne's World is responsible for my interest in Queen. Like, and it is every '90s kid got their start on Queen because of their Bohemian Rhapsody sing along in the car. That's so. And I'm like, I'm like, now that I like because that has some truth to it. Like for me, the rest of the film, absolute bollocks. Like. Oh, Brian May just sits there like smiling at Freddie and agreeing with him the whole time. And I'm just like, oh, you're such a saint, oh, yeah. Brian. This Jeez. whole film is Brian May's revisionist yes. history. Oh, he's, it's just awful. And because the background of the film is obviously, if you know a little bit about it, like it was meant to be grittier. It was meant to star Sasha Baron Cohen. It was, you know, it would have been more interesting, certainly. And it was meant to focus a bit more on the gritty details of... Uh, Freddie, Freddie's sex life. It was meant to be mo- even more about Freddie, but it mm. would have been more interesting. I ask, um, I haven't seen the film at all. I think, you know, you made the point on the dilemma of the biopic. I think of certain biopics or like kind of pseudo biopics that I've seen that I've really enjoyed. And, and the one that springs to mind as everyone's discussing Rhapsody right now is um, the Steve Jobs, Michael Fassbender movie, which I personally loved, but is in no way like an accurate depiction of Steve Jobs' life. Yeah. Um, does a biopic necessarily need to be true to like the subject's history in order to be a good film? No, and that's mm. the thing, like, it's, um, but but what's annoying me about biopics now is that, like, now that we have Netflix just throwing, you know, wads of money uh, to tell these kinds of stories, a biopic is not suited <laughs> at all mm. to an hour and a half, yeah, or yeah. two, in these cases, like, two and a half hours or yeah. whatever it is, film. Like, even in that, it, like, it already feels way too long, but yet you've only skimmed the surface yeah. of the character. You feel unsatisfied, and, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I just, um, it just continues to be yeah. a perplexing kind of problem. Coxie, I think the, I think when people know so much, as in, a lot of people know about Queen, a lot mm. of people know about Freddie Mercury's life, and then when that biopic is so incongruous to what they know, that... I think people feel cheated when they see that film. Like, you can manipulate the history of this person's life a little bit, but when it's so obviously disconnected to what the average um, cinema girl would know about Freddie Mercury and Queen, I think that's when you start getting into really dangerous territory. It's interesting you say that, because like I think that the defining factor to me about whether or not people who I've spoken to have either liked Bohemian Rhapsody or vehemently disliked it, has not necessarily been their love of Queen, but rather the love of the Queen, their understanding of the Queen band's backstory, right? But equally, I went into the Fassbender Steve Jobs film having read two Steve Jobs bios, yeah. and I still really like the movie. Mm. Um, so I think it's it, it's it kind of all just comes down to quality cinema, like filmmaking, yeah. and whether or not the director can but, get away with it. And right? that's the dilemma, yeah. right? If you know anything about the story of whoever the biopic is about, you're inevitably going to be 
very disappointed. Yeah, because you're fact-checking it. You're not actually watching the film. But the Jobs film was this, like, Sorkin, like, everyone's walking around talking to each other thing, like, set in nearly, what, one theatre or something before a launch? It was, like, three three theatres. Three different launches, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that that is a beautiful, like, device to set up for a film. But it was a coping mechanism is my issue as well. And high concept as well. Like, that's the other thing. I think it was just boring, personally. But, I mean, the... The thing is, Bohemian Rhapsody maybe could have benefited just by going for specific concerts instead. Yeah, mm. and but but also I'm just like I'm I'm I don't like when you when the whole film is about how well they recreated mm. you know Freddie's outfit in this bit or the whole Live Aid concert. It's like there's you know so what? much That's... of him like like getting a jacket on and it's just like that what how is that a scene it's like he, absolutely he, there's a lot of I'm montages. Gonna put this, I'm gonna put this item of clothing um, on for a second and I'm like that. Why? It has nothing to do with anything. We must move on. Uh, Let's talk about Black Panther. Mm. So this has been the talk of the town since it came out. But from the beginning, it was, you know, everyone's very proud of themselves that Black Panther uh, became the big moneymaker that it did. The first kind of black superhero Marvel film to absolutely explode at the box office Crossed a billion yeah yeah and very quickly people were talking about it being um an oscar contender for best picture is this just it's guilt is this just no. white guilt <laughs> is this just you know like what is this is it really deserving of a best picture nod does it do anything to really kind of like earn its place um is it making up for previous great superhero films that have been yeah is it making up for the dark knight basically <laughs> well it is the thing is this um this popular movie thing is this still happening this award for well, the no. popular film no because that i think it's things it like turned, black panther they, they scrapped that they off they the list pretty go, quickly oh uh yeah we'll have a category for most popular film and it's mm-hmm. like but really um, perhaps the big money makers should be lauded like you know they are the audience favorites i don't sort of I don't dispute that. It has nothing to and do with the critical interest. And it's a critically well received film. Yeah, not by me, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I watched it and I was like, fan, you know, like, compared to that genre, mm-hmm. like, sure. And compared to all those Marvel films, which I'm binging now, by the way, because there's a lot of them that I haven't seen over the years. And they're actually, like, not bad films for their genre and for what they do. But they're designed to be more or less an enjoyable moviegoer experience rather than you come out being like, wow, that was critically, you know, like an amazing mm. film. I thought it was super Disney and not in, and just Disney patting themselves on the back again, which is the same issue I have with Mary Poppins. But also the entire fight sequence at the end of that film is Phantom Menace. And I'm sorry, you, well, I'm, you know that I am very sensitive about how much I love the Lucas films. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I will respect open homages, but you do not try to hide a droid army like in a Disney movie. <laughs> like, I'm like, you can't just, I'm like, I know it's your property now, but you can't just take whatever you want. And yeah. anyway, I loved, you? I loved um, Black Panther. I mm-hmm. thought it was like, in so far as the Marvel movies go, I think it is by far the best. I think the first film of a superhero franchise in the Marvel universe always turns out to be the best because it's sort of, you're not trying to like just throw in random characters left, right and center. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that, there was some great social commentary in Black Panther and it actually did it with a lot of grace that I thought was really good. I, I felt the stakes were really high. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought, mm. and now like, yeah, I, I, 
having not seen all the different uh, picks that Variety are saying, yeah, this is this is uh, best picture material. I definitely think Black Panther would have been one of the better movies that I saw over the course of the last twelve mm, months. So, like, if any, absolutely. if ever there was a Marvel movie that was yep. kind of that could do it, I think it is. I mean, do I think it's going to win? Probably not necessarily because it does kind of have the taint of a Marvel movie mm. um, and that pop, you know, that kind of very popular film thing. But it, it is a fantastic piece of, of cinema. Agreed. Like, it's it's sensational. Ethan Michael Brock B. Jordan was, was good. That's all. I'll keep. Oh, he's a yeah. Ethan. Oh, excellent actor. <laughs> Revelation. Mm. I just for me, I was watching that, and all I could think of was just every other thing that it reminded me of, and in a lot of the cases, it was mm. Book of Mormon and The Lion King, and I'm just like, I can't. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are a few very Lion King moments, yes. like when oh, he goes to see his so deceased Lion father King. and like <laughs> Simba, oh, <laughs> look yeah. up at the stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's oh my like, God. Oh, totally. Anyway. The Great Panthers of the Past. <laughs> um, Ethan Hawke said recently on the Vanity Fair podcast... He still exists. He does. Post Boyhood. Well, from he is on, on Monday. this list as a nominee for Best Actor for First Reformed. Which, yeah, we'll talk about another time. Um, oh, damn, it's good, though. But Ethan Hawke was saying in regards to the popular, you know, uh, film category and the whole idea of, like, Marvel films or films that are very popular missing out on... Oscar nominations, he was just very plainly like, all the money you made, that's your award. Mm. <laughs> Good point. Um, let's move on. We'll talk about just a couple more in this category, but Green Book turned out to be the big winner at the Golden Globes for comedy? I think so, or music, comedy slash musical. Comedy slash musical. But there was that's a bit a of a backlash to this film as well. controversy around this film. Um, I think the family of yeah, the subject. Yeah, they dispute the storyline. Uh, and I think it's it's a problematic film in many ways. Has anyone seen it? Well, it's no. not released. It's not right. released in Australia yet. Yeah, right. We might have to revisit. And this it is in a apparently couple of weeks. possibly. Is this the Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. Ali. Right. right. Yeah. So, and Mahershala Who's in Ali. Who's Detective as of actor. this weekend? Mm, yeah. Um, so the trailer, Herschel Ali looks like he's acting the shit out of that yeah. role. Like, uh, <laughs> he's doing well. I mean, he's already won for Moonlight before, and mm-hmm. if he was to now, he seems to be like back on the boards as like a, a definitely a, a nominee, mm. quite possibly, and quite possibly a winner. Um, I, I don't know about this. I need to see this film, but mm-hmm. um, it seems that its fortunes have completely spun around since the Golden Globes. And that classic, mm-hmm. as in when a film gets attention, then the backlash comes. That maybe yeah. if it had flown under the radar, it might have. That, that tall puppy. Well, I think the backlash is there. Yeah, I feel like the Globes was more of a like that that foreign press association were just like, you know what, we're all getting a bit too politically correct, <laughs> yada yada yada, and maybe p- people in the Oscars who are not the most yeah. progressive bunch usually usually might just feel like, mm-hmm. you know what, but don't. The favourite, or the the film that everyone thought was going to be the runaway favourite that didn't do super well at the Globes, that arguably still could do very well, is um, A Star Is Born. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. Which I think is an excellent film. But I never shall we ever, dive ever, off the deep end? <laughs> <laughs> I never ever thought that it was going to be like a Best Picture oh, I winner. Did. I think it could oh, still no. win Best Picture I at the think Oscars. It could still, yeah. It's. I mean, look, he's definitely getting actor Cooper. Like that's just a given. And he's very good. He's been nominated three times. You know, I don't he know about that. didn't he produce the voice, entire thing? Right? He produced he it. it. Yeah, he, like he wrote it. it, and he helped write the song. Yeah, you'd hope that after all that effort, he gets, gets something. something. Yeah, he also get... played Lady Gaga's part. Yeah, oh. <laughs> in the director's cut. Yeah. 
Well, that's... Shallow is such a shit song. I still sing it constantly, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sad. and that's pretty much all that won yeah, for the other night, that's right? that's it. All right, let's move on to directing, speaking of Bradley Cooper. Okay. So uh, we've got Spike Lee for Black Klansman, uh, Powell Palakowski for Cold War, which I haven't seen yet. Have you seen it? I haven't no, heard no, no, much about it. I haven't seen that this week. Alfonso Caron for Roma. Now, has he won already? He won for Gravity. Yeah. Okay, he won for Gravity. I get him and the And he directed the best Harry Potter film. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, and Adam McKay for Vice. Apparently, Roma is, is not... an amazing film. Mm, I think um, he's tipped to kind of walk away mm. with uh, best uh, director, and it could possibly walk away with best picture. Now, is it, it's, it's, a, it's a Mexican production, so it's a Spanish language film, mm-hmm. yes? Yeah. So it could right. theoretically win best foreign language and... Best picture at the same time. I, I think it could be eligible for it, both. I don't think it will be nominated for both. I think they'll choose one, and if it gets relegated yeah. to foreign film, then the other nominations sort of don't happen. So I think it'll probably just be in the top but that's ten the, list. The, that's the whole gimmick of this: is that it would be if it got nominated for best picture. I think the first foreign film um, to be either nominated, or if it wins, it's the first foreign film to ever mm. win best picture Didn't, and would be a big coup for Netflix tap dancing silent movie I mean obviously I was thinking the artist before the yeah. artist but is that classified oh. as a foreign well it was a French film. production yeah but like foreign but language film no I guess not no. it's just no, no language, language in it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's a different language you could say that it's foreign um, um, but it's a film that the also meets the moment as um, well Dom yeah. in terms of being a profile of um, sort of the working class struggles in Mexico at a time when American attention is on their neighbour to the south and yeah so I'm thinking Schrader's going to get nominated for director as well for First Reformed and they're just going to throw him in because he's an old hat and there aren't any old hats in the pool at the moment Mm. Um, saying Bradley Cooper's not an old hat well (laughs) he looked pretty weary in A Star is Born he is he's like mid 40s I'm talking about like those old dudes in their 70s the space that would usually be taken up by Clint Eastwood Martin Scorsese or Woody Allen who well he'll never make a film again I guess but um, <laughs> oh no but, he's yeah. still going uh, no he can't I, I, they, they're never going to release that Timothy Chamelee film I mean Amazon have it they could just put it on Prime I don't know okay um, what are Bradley Cooper's chances in here He's been talked about since the beginning, but he missed out on the globe. He I reckon the other night. I reckon Cooper's going to be the next DiCaprio. Like he's going to just get snubbed and snubbed and no, snubbed. He's, he's going to have to keep doing times. bigger and bigger things. He's been nominated three times, three times for mm. acting, so but he's going to get yeah. it for acting now. It's one of the. Co- it's it, he could conceivably win nothing, get like one sympathy award, or he could walk away with like four Oscars because A Star Is Born could still conceivably sweep everything. No, it's not happening until he puts his cast, crew, and self in peril by a bear. He does not deserve to win best anything. I'm sorry. People have been saying that he's not doing a lot to campaign. No, he's it. doing so much. Are you kidding? Really? No, they they were like he shaved really his beard off, so it's game over for, from my point of view. No, it's been like. Oh, have you watched any of the hilarious press videos of Lady Gaga and him? Like, they have really, really toured. Cause she but just... that was to promote the film. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about no, actual award season now. I think they're really lunching around, like, definitely. Mm, interesting. Mm. Let's move on to um, actor in a leading role. Now, I'm not sure that Bradley Cooper's going to win because Christian Bale is in there from Vice. <laughs> Already has an Oscar and but, whatever. But he, he would... That he, is he a heavyweight performance. He? Yeah. That is, in, he's got one. In physical and boxer. metaphorical terms, because 
he did his trademark. Aha. Big yes. weight gain for the film. And, he did. Like, his embodiment his of Dick Cheney. must just be so angry at him <laughs> oh my gosh. all the time. He will die at, like, yeah. 55. Yeah. But his embodiment of Dick Cheney is remarkable. Like, the little body language flourishes that he puts in, like, the way he holds his hands and the way he, like, sits at a chair. Yeah. Is phenomenal. And that's arguably the best thing about Vice is the way they get their actors to channel the real life personas like getting Steve Carell to play Donald Rumsfeld mm. and he just looks the part. Mm. But I mean, Christian Bale, like he had the most like um, humorous speech at the Golden Globes. He thanked Satan for inspiring him. <laughs> <in the world>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a headline grabbing speech. Oh God. Um, but Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, I thought it was the best thing I've one of the best things I've seen in him. I oh, really, absolutely. really enjoyed his performance in that. He's fantastic in it. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's worthy of a nomination and possibly worthy mm. of a win, but I think in this category, I'd... Wait, so you've I, mentioned I, Christian Bale. Who else? Because I don't... Um, well, these are predictions, obviously, but um, Ethan Hawke, first performed. Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody. Fire. He can't get it. I, he can't get the Oscar. There's just no No, way. no, no. 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 No, 100% no. And Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Viggo missed out recently on a film that also no one ever saw. And I don't know. What are the... Was that Mr. Wonderful or something like that? Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Something. I can't remember. Both Viggo and um, and Bale are both kind of tainted a little bit by sort of dark pasts, aren't they? Like, that's a... That's been a, a recurring theme of some of our yeah, best. Yeah, didn't Christian Bale like hit his I mean, Gary wife Oldman and like scream at yeah. people on set or something? Like yeah, that, he did. Which he referred to in like his Globe speech. <laughs> what did he say? Ah. He was like, "Some of you may know that I can get some cranky sometimes or something like that." And everyone was like, Ooh. <laughs> "So I really don't think I really don't think it matters." I think um, from my perspective, it's the Gary Oldman of this year. Like he'll just and similarly playing a politician. Yeah, throw whatever you want at him, but I feel like that mm. to me. Oh, yeah, like you've got to be bad to play Cheney, right? Like, That's so, yeah, they'll just yeah. be like, he was just in character. Inspired um, by his Cheney. entire life. <laughs> Let's move on to actress in a leading role. We've got, here in the predictions, we've got Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns. She could do it. Glenn Close for The Wife. Oh. Olivia Coleman for The Favourite. Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. And Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which there I really some, want to see. There are some great performances in here. The Wife is a very good film and Glenn Close is amazing yeah. in it um, and I mean Olivia Coleman is absolutely oh, brilliant she in the favourite she's I'm, I'm just the favourite thing wow well, we all film. agree yeah. Olivia yeah. Coleman that's, uh, she is, that's no, a big one she's per- like, she's oh yeah she's fantastic so she's incredible she's the mm. only person who understood the tone of that film I think in terms of the acting anyway mm, interesting I and, think... if the, and if the favourite's going to be rewarded anywhere it's probably going to be mm. in one of the acting it won't Before. be rewarded anywhere. No, Glenn Close is going to get it. Yeah, Glenn Close um, needs to get this award. She's owed a lot. But she objectively deserves a film, yeah. uh, deserves an Oscar for this performance specifically. I know, because this incredible. film's not going to get anything else. No. This film is no. entirely a Glenn Close Have you seen production. the film, Dom? I have. What did you think of the film? I thought it was absolutely spectacular. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I thought it was a... It's a really good film. Really, really good film that's not getting any attention. Mm. And it was released, you know, so Ages long ago. Ages ago, yeah. The fact that she will probably get a nomination for this speaks volumes. But it's just that film that's just like, you know what? Just give her the Oscar. Yep. Like, because it is a very nuanced performance from her. Whereas normally, I think we're used to a Glenn Close Oscar nomination being quite a big, like, chewing at the scenery 
performance or a big, you but know, villainous so performance. Chewing the scenery as well. Like, she does have moments in the film where she does that. But um, but this was this was beautiful. Mm. I thought an exquisite performance and an exquisite film that I think it's a very good film could have gotten more attention. To be honest, because yeah. it's it's made me like it really brought up a lot of emotions in me as far as like father son dynamics and what you know like the the uh, dynamics between the sexes in that era and, and the pursuit of success and. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very overwhelming. So I, I feel like this is hers, but she's, but I feel like she's had to fight. Um, she'll have to fight to get it. Like mm. I think, I think she's, Olivia I think Coleman, it's in the bag for her. Coleman is amazing. She's gotten the Globe, and it's like, yeah, you're great. I mean, you know, that. But this would be her first Oscar nomination. She wasn't nominated for. Not Tyrannosaur. No, probably not. No. No, I think this is her first, at least first in leading. Actor yeah, she's the well. first time she's been noticed by American audiences, really. The I favourite's mean. probably going to clean up at the BAFTAs. Oh, hell yeah. Just probably. this big British London. It's a British, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but and I mean, Olivia Colman will eventually win an Emmy for now taking over the Queen the of the Crown. Yeah, yeah, the Crown, yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. I am, me too. A Star is Born, though. Lady Gaga. I mean, it's, it feels like the inevitable nomination, right? She gives a very good performance. Like, what if she doesn't get nominated? She's pretty good. Oh, she'll get nominated. The monsters will go insane. Um, yeah, what did you think of her performance? In that. Um, yeah, I liked it. I don't know. Like she's she plays it very ordinary. I don't think that she gets a lot to do still. Like I mm. think you know, and I also personally don't like her voice at all. So, I, <laughs> um, but I still think I think with what she had to do, she was okay. But again, it's a lot of like she's kind of sidelined by this, um, you know, this huge performance by Cooper, which is super tragic. And she's just like standing around being like, oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, oh, I've got to do this. And yeah. even her motivations for that, like that one scene that she has where she decides not to have backup dancers or something. And I'm just like, I just don't know where that came from. <laughs> like, I well, I think that's, that's like one of the, the acting in some cases is kind of hamstrung both for Cooper and for Gaga in the writing. So it's mm. sort of like, you don't, oh. some of the things that do just don't make any no, sense. Like it's, it's, it's a separate conversation entirely, but I never bought the idea that Cooper would actually kill himself. And so if you, if like, Whoa, so much spoiler. Of, yeah, well, so, <laughs> no, once again, if you are listening to this, to this <laughs> podcast, I don't know. If you don't you know haven't seen the dead, films. Then. There've been multiple <laughs> star is borns. You'll be on my help at that yeah. point. But I think that, yeah, it's if like, if you don't buy that within the writing, then it's very hard to buy that within the acting. I think with Gaga's performance specifically, like, yeah, there are a lot of moments like that where it's just like her decision-making doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, and I thought my response to Gaga's performance is like, yeah, it's, I was pleasantly surprised, yeah. but like, I'm not blown away by it. So mm. yeah, by all means give her a nom because like, yeah, she's, mm. but like, don't like, there's no need to give her an Oscar for that. Like, come on, you got to work a little harder than that to get an Oscar. But it's the type of role that's written for an Oscar, if that makes sense. And of course it's been an Both Oscar nominated mm. role previously as well. So I think one of the good things that like, I think one of the, more clearly impressive pieces about her performance is when she's clearly having to perform as though she doesn't know what it's like to sing in front of a, a large stage. Like mm-hmm. that first scene where she sings Shallow for the first time in front of a, a crowd. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great scene. Film. And she performs it so well because you are convinced that she's never done this before when she does it so often and um, blows it out of the park. I think, I think so many different pieces come into that scene, right? Like cinematography being the yes. main one. Yeah, and very clever of them to film at like those moments. Was they, were, they they filmed it at Coachella and like at actual concerts. Right. 
Wow, wow. I think <laughs> like the vibe around this film is just hard to it's hard to decipher what's actually happening with this film because the vibe around it is so toxic because of the fan base of Lady Gaga. Like it's just even before that film even dropped, there were people being like, She's gonna get nominated for an Oscar. Mm. It's gonna be and it's like, of course and she's you're all huge. saying that. I mean, oh, I was surprised she didn't get it. I mean the for, globe. for the globe because she's it would have been the place. She should have been in the in Europe, she Comedy is the big category. thing. Like that's you know, they the the Europeans adore Lady Gaga. Personally, mm. I've got no interest in her and her music. I mean, you know, some <laughs> of the songs are fun, but um, I think I mean she'll definitely get nominated because these are the shoes that Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand, and I mean to a sort of extent Liza Minnelli as well have walked in, and uh, Whitney Houston. That would be the uh, sort of big biopic star is born kind of film of yeah. the 90s so I'm like sure she'll get nominated whether she'll win yeah we don't know and she'll definitely l- get it for one of the songs like again. yeah Shallow will yeah. win um, what else is there like other than Shallow I don't know like Kendrick Lamar for Black Panther etc et um, Mary Poppins returns Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt why would this be an Oscar nominated role Can she's tell me? so good in it I mean, Blunt is amazing. Did she get nominated for... Has she been nominated before for anything? Yep. She's just a very, like, you know, she'll do what you need to do mm. actress. Like, mm. yeah, she's... And it's a very Hollywoody film. It's mm. a sequel to, like, a Hollywood classic. Yeah. yeah it's tough shoes to fill. Mm. Um, this it's, scene... it's one of the second or third Disney sequels ever. Is, um, have you not seen the film? Is, is her performance sort of like a, like a replication or is it very different it's to the... It's very, it's very different. different. Yeah. It's so different. She really makes it her own. Um, obviously, she doesn't have um, Judy Garland... Uh, Julie An- Andrews. Julie Andrews' is amazing voice, voice mm-hmm. which, you know, I think she, they... And they've definitely written songs to really... Cater to that. That's it, to kind of really keep the key very... Where it needs to yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> which, within the, the range. Is, is that they? Is that because? Like, when's the last time we watched Mary Poppins? Like the original one, because Mary Poppins, the character, I think, is blended into just Julie Andrews, the character, mm. for a lot of people. Mm. Whereas, like, when you rewatch bits of Mary Poppins, it's kind of like, well, yeah, Mary Poppins was a very stern figure. Like, she was, has all this fun and every, all, all of that, but she's a very buttoned up kind of oh, almost very proper very mannered, yeah, almost yeah. harsh kind of character in that world um she's so it's doesn't she describe herself as not strict but extremely firm that's mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and that was you know of course her first and only oscar uh and that could have been julie andrews julie andrews interesting and that could have been that was mostly attributed in hollywood history to her missing out on getting cast in my fair lady mm. which she originated but she did sing for theater. though yeah mm. no um oh, she yeah she sings no 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 money nixon sings yep. it but Wait, she, it it's, not audrey's vo- it's not audrey's voice it's not audrey's no, voice no it's not it's no. not it's julie andrew's voice no it's not julie andrew's <gasps> voice um okay. But, yeah, there was that whole controversy um, of her not getting cast in that and Audrey Hepburn getting cast in that and then Audrey didn't get an Oscar nomination and Julie did. Well, she didn't get she cast won. in Camelot either, which I have the Broadway recording of that of her and Richard Burton. It is literally my favourite thing that I've discovered recently. It's mm. just so brilliant. And so, But that's the background between why she won an Oscar for Mary Poppins. Mm. Um, as to why Emily Blunt would win an Oscar for Mary Poppins or even be nominated, I'm still not quite... I'm not quite there. 
Um, let's move on to actor in a supporting role. We've got Mahershala Ali, possibly, for Green Book. Again, these are predictions. Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, which I still haven't seen. Um, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. And Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I okay. haven't seen. Okay, Elliott and Richard E. Grant, they're the two. I feel like, El- yeah, was Elliot at the ceremony the other night? He didn't win supporting actor. But he does give good performances. Um, as the brother. Oh, as he brother made Cook's me cry. brother. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Driver won't get anywhere near it for Klansman, but he's Oscar bound at some point. I like, know. He's, he's, so he's going for it. He's he, so he good. He can't win it for a, an African American film. Like, I'm sorry. That's just, mm. it's, that is interesting. In, it's entirely incorrect mm. for the white but you're right, person Coxie, to be nominated. He's, he's going places. Yeah, he's going places. I don't, yeah, and also his performance isn't big enough. He is in places mm. already. What do you mean he's going places? He has, like, one of the best careers right now. Oh, <laughs> like, he is, but he's, he's yeah. winning at a kind yeah. of But if you think okay. about, like, his trajectory, he's gone from being in Girls, and that was kind of where he really came out, and then, like, and he sort of, and then he went into Star Wars. So, like, he's obviously, yeah, he's got a great career, like, but in terms of, like, being. Did he get nominated for this? Could he get a Star Wars nom? But going from TV actor to like big, yeah. like big blockbuster actor to like actual like Academy recognized actor actor. That's a those are a huge. And he starts that pretty quickly. He's done that very quickly. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean um, Timothy Chalamet with another nomination after Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, last this film year. hasn't done as well as yeah, they I saw were it during hoping. the week. It's. I it, still haven't seen it. What it was is it a like? bit sort of. Oscar Beatty in terms of like those big showy scenes where there's like people talking very loudly and arguing passionately that make for good Oscar reels. Yeah. Um, there's those and there's the two Lucas Hedges films as well, which are basically the same movie that <laughs> yeah. as far as I can tell. Like, yeah, I didn't realise the one with Nicole Kidman is also like a, you know, a drug addicted son movie as well. Oh, is it? The, the Julia Roberts one. The no, Julia the Roberts Julia Roberts one, one the is the drug addiction and the yeah, Nicole, sorry, yeah. boy <laughs> raised is the... Um, yeah, the those two. I love those two, though. But um, yeah, I don't yeah, you've think... got all these sort of young actors who are like nailing the supporting performances that you would imagine would eventually go on to be like big name leading actors. Yeah, duking it out for Academy Awards over the next. Hedges' daddy directed the Julia Roberts one. Yeah, oh. it's just Bruce Kidman really going into the mother. You you love Kidman, don't you? Love yeah, she's really like owning the mother. Thing right she's now. earning the that's mother thing niche. when she's nearly grandmother age, so I mean that's <laughs> she really looks good, fantastic. isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm starting to really appreciate her. And Mahershal Ali is also nominated, which it seems like he's in with quite a good chance for supporting role. It seems mm. it might be the only thing that Green Book wins, but it seems like everyone's okay so, with giving him that award. What was the we didn't we mentioned Sam Elliott? Who was the other one that I said? <laughs> Richard, gonna get it? <laughs> Richard E. Grant. Now he could really get it yeah i think that that could be an industry favorite everyone love, loves him yeah they love an old british actor mm. for yeah. the supporting actor category as well but he's also just a complete darling like irl as well and i think probably everyone knows him he's been around like you know in the u.s and in the uk for the past like 35 years like i think easily um he could he could take it. And yeah. I'm sure he's fantastic in this film, which I really want to see because yeah. I love Melissa McCarthy so much. Yeah, me too. I really want to see this one. And our final category that we'll talk about today is actress in a supporting role. So the predictions here are Amy Adams for Vice, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk. Has anyone seen that? It's not out yet, but it's no. quite well regarded. So that's Barry Jenkins. Mm. Um, Interesting, no other nominations for Jenkins, considering, like... Yeah, what, is it just I don't not think this film has really <laughs> gotten the gotten the take up that it wanted. Mm. Um, Margot Robbie for Queen of Scots, Mary Queen of Scots. Fuck no, 
like that can't happen yeah that's very out of the yeah <laughs> out of the ordinary for me that one um emma stone for the favorite and rachel vice for the favorite so Vice got her supporting actress for Constant Gardner. Mm. Has she had a Best Actress as well? No. No, she just got one. So the risk Stone would be that those two, those the two favourites cancel, cancel each, each other, other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would they? But why would Coleman get Best Actress? That's the problem with the favourite is that there is no definitive lead in that film, which is what the entire film's problem is. It yeah. should have just I know been that, yeah. Stone as the Barry Lyndon kind of like accidental kind of falling on everything character and then the other two as manipulated and manipulator that's oh, i disagree i i think I it strikes the perfect it balance mm. like no. as in like and the ambiguity that it creates by not letting your sympathies fall on a particular character at any point in time is kind of the film's like point big draw card mm. for me yeah interesting they're all unlikable in their own ways but they're all um brilliant but yeah totally go about to your it. point like it definitely makes it hard to go okay like you know who's really the lead and the favorite like is it olivia Coleman's character well it's know. absolutely not olivia Coleman's character that's but the she's, thing yeah, she's, category. Nominated, she's, yeah. Exactly. In all the categories. Yeah. she's playing the queen she's playing a queen yeah we're just like there's got to there will come a point when amy amy adams I was about wins to say, an oscar can we talk about she's amy great adams in vice second year mm. yeah she's great in vice but it's just not enough i don't yes. think it's i don't think it's She's not in the film enough. enough. Amy Adams is so consistently great, and it's just borderline offensive. She'll be the Julianne Moore of her generation. Because she's already on her, like, sixth or seventh nomination already. Like, she is the Glenn Close of this category. And she'll win for a film eventually that's not her best work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a career Oscar. Yeah. A career Oscar. But even whatever that film is, she will be good in it, but there'll be something that she was great in that she missed out. But yeah, could it be? Vi- I'm hoping it's a lead actress. That's the thing. I'm like, as long as she gets nominated as a yeah, lead, it's it. much better. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, how do you feel about her even being in the supporting actor role in this? I think it makes sense. But oh like, yeah, she's definitely not. It's like a last lead. year or the year before when Viola Davis was in the supporting actress uh, yes. category for Fences, and you were, you were just like, like she's a co-lead she's not lead lead in that film. Denzel. I don't know who yeah. it is. No, but this is a more legitimate supporting actress performance i don't know what's going to happen here i feel i feel like she could possibly win if the well, i think regina king won at the golden globes she did yeah she did i think she'll get a nomination but i'm not sure mm. that um it doesn't sound like she'll win mm. and i can't think of any other films i mean amanda seyfried is really good in first reformed too i don't know if they'd think of nominating her for that but it's too small a film as mm. well i don't think <sighs> I know, but it's an auteur film. Like, that's the sort of thing I'm like, they, I don't know, they're not really lacking in auteurs. Obviously, they've got Spike Lee in there. Mm-hmm. But um, usually you kind of mix that pool up a little bit, just of the, I don't know, uh, of the new faces and the uh, veterans. Anyway. Here's a random one to throw into the mix. I don't know her name. I don't know the actress's name, but I remember in Black Klansman, the woman that plays the wife. Oh, oh the of um, the KKK wife. Yeah, she's the KKK great. She's fantastic. That she looked is. like an Oscar-nominated <laughs> featured featured part to me. Well, she's doing work. She's that doing work in nice. terms of your feels. Yeah, you've never hated a character more in your life than that mm. character. Um, Claire Foy is not. You know, First Man is not really popping up on anything here as well. Which yeah, that flamed out early. Very interesting. Mm. Well, it didn't do very well at the box office I don't think that's part of it I'm sure yeah but like no nothing for Ryan nothing for Claire Foy I mean no offence but I'm so happy because I hate Giselle like so much so mm. um, great <laughs> like excellent um, right so that's it for the nominations we'll talk about today I mean 
What is it sounding like to you? Which of these films have really, did you think was going to make more of an impact? Are you happy with sort of the final bunch that we're talking about? I think Star is Born is going to have to sweep it because... They love it. They love, well, the nominations certainly. I Mm. feel like that will need to, like, because it's got music in it as well. Or Roma, actually. It could be Roma. It seems like Roma's going to be it. Was last year the fish film? Yeah, right. Shape of Water last mm-hmm. year, wasn't it? Which is just, like, do people remember that that won Best Picture? <laughs> no, I'm still thinking about the 2017 Oscars. The 18s I've just blanked on, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think The Favourite is interesting because it's. Mm. I don't think it can possibly do as well as, it should. as a film mm. as... Um, we know maybe not even as it should, but just like as the hype. No, it's not a hype. It's not a hype film. It's almost it's no, but a, people are hyping it up. Like critics have been hyping really? it up since the beginning, being like, "Oh, this is going to be like you know, this is one of the best films, the best film of the year." Yeah, yeah. It's like well, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be reflected in you know the Oscars. Maybe it'll be Roma. Maybe Roma is the best film out of all of these films. None of us have seen it. I mean, the Moonlight <laughs> certainly must be. was. Yeah, you're that right. Year. It could be. Maybe how the Oscar voters will do it. They'll well, just I mean, be like, all well, the well, I don't have Netflix, like, but it looks great. The critics are all were all insane on it when it was. It did have a cinema release here, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, you've got to go. Like, you just have to." And I'm like, mm, "All right." So, but of course, I hate Quaron too. So I'm just. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like? No, I just gravity was shit, but. You're right, his Harry Potter is fantastic, yep. Chris, I'll give you that. Yep. Um. <laughs> that is the best Harry Potter film. Although Five, I think, is also really good, mm. just saying, if we're talking. Harry but he like, um, planted the flag in terms of actually changing the tone of those films yeah. and making them better films with number three. I think he took them out right. of uniform a bit too much. Let's go around the table <laughs> and talk about the names of films and actors that are at the top of your mind right now that you think will walk away with Oscars this year, just at your gut. Okay, feeling. Bradley Cooper. He's getting actor. something. Glenn Close supporting. Glenn Close supporting. Oh, is it? No, oh, she's is leading. She the lead? Okay. Oh, she's the lead. She's oh, the Glenn wife. Close in lead. the wife. All right, fine. I hope she's the lead. I reckon um, we'll uh, we'll get a Star Is Born sweep. A Star Is See, Born I'm sweep, feeling... like with acting as well. Not Lady Gaga, but I think it'll win Best Picture. I think Best Actor. Yeah, Bradley Cooper will win something It'll be else. A very Hollywood moment mm. if that happens. Coxie? Oh, I just I I can't in good conscience say a star is born sweep even though i suspect you might be right because it's just it's um it's sort of to me it's 50 percent of a good movie and then after the halfway mark everything after that coachella sequence is just a downhill slide for me mm. um I, yeah, I reckon actors, I, I, I reckon you're probably right i reckon cooper will probably take away best actor from that one um i've not seen the glenn close movie but i think that it's yeah you're probably right it's it's time for that one it's time it's time and i think uh like i'd be but equally, I'd be just as happy for Olivia Colman to I'd really like away. to see her favourite. <laughs> okay, can I do my top five? Jemima top five. I'm going to the five. All right, so it's going to be Cooper for actor, Close for actress, Roma is going to take picture and director, Screenplay will go to the favourite. Mm, screenplay will, mm. yeah. Mm. Screenplay will have to go to the indie darling of if the favourite made enough money, though. There's a little bit about that. What are the screenplay guesses? Um, 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 well, there's original and there's adapted. So original, uh, adapted screenplay is Black Klansman. Can you ever forgive me, First Man? If Bill Street could talk and A Star Is Born. Did Lee write the adapted screenplay for Klansman? Uh, he's one of the writers. There's four. 
That could be it then. Um, and then original screenplay is eighth grade, the favorite Green Book, Roma, Vice. Yeah, the favorite. The favorite the feels original. like a screenplay. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That and Coxie's cinematography. The cinematography oh, yeah. in the favorite is so clever. It'll be between the favorite and Roma it. for that, I think. Yeah. I think Roma could sweep. Roma's going to get. That or Bohemian Rhapsody for me. <laughs> Chris Weinberg, Jemima Bucknell, and Matthew Cox there. Thanks to them, and thanks to you for listening. Please subscribe and join us next week as we continue to cover the journey to this year's Academy Awards. I'm Dom Hennequin. Bye-bye.